And it's to the point where I realized that at a certain point, as your purpose starts to evolve, every opportunity that comes is not for you. Greetings, welcome, hey y'all. And to my peeps, Sac Passe, I'm Herdeen Mercier, the proud host of the Redefining Grief podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. I can't even contain myself. I have the honor of really talking to the woman who really got me all together, who snatched all my edges, who created a safe space for my fears and allow me to dream even bigger. Ooh, I've talked about her a lot on this podcast. I am going to work my hardest not to get emotional during this process. I know I talk all the time about, woo, release yourself through your emotions, but I really want to bring you all the wisdom that she has and able to squeeze it out of her. And she does it so naturally. And I'm super excited about today's episode because we're celebrating one year of being the Redefining Grief podcast, as well as the Grief Crusaders community. Yay! I want to say, before I even introduce to you the Patrice Washington, I have to let you know all the exciting news. In the month of March, we are going to be celebrating Wise Women Release Series. This is the Wise Women Release Series, which will be featuring women who have really redefined the grief in their life by sharing their stories, sharing their wisdom, and sharing how they went from grief to purpose. I'm excited about that. I also am going to be talking a lot this month about my free masterclass. And to learn more about that, it will be up on my website soon, www.herdeanmercier.com, www.herdeanmercier.com. And that free mastermind class is going to be called Heartbreak, Now What? Heartbreak, Now What? I will say this, all this month, we're going to be anchoring, 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 anchoring in the grief anchors by highlighting different women's stories. And I have so many exciting news. I am going to be a featured expert. Do you hear me? A featured expert in Mrs. Patrice Washington's book called Redefining Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Woo! Boy, did she teach me how to do that with the six pillars. I'm a living testimony that what she has put together through her journey is changing lives, not only changing lives, but impacting the next generation. And that is powerful. Guess what? This episode, we'll be introducing our new theme song. Yes! The Redefining Grief podcast has a new theme song. I really took some time to write some words, got somebody. I know I love to sing and I swear I sound like Whitney Houston, but I really let the expert handle that. And I cannot wait to release that 
also in the month of March. I hope you enjoyed the 28 days of actively healing in February challenge. In the month of March, we're bringing it back, okay? We are bringing it back and a different theme. So you, you want to stay in contact with the theme for next month. It's going to be really good. Talking about 31 ways how individuals experience grief. And if you're new to the podcast, I want to welcome you to the Redefining Grief community, also known as the, the Grief Crusaders. You all are the grief crusaders. You are helping me on this campaign by embracing this notion that life isn't perfect, but the requirement of living it is. Life isn't perfect, but the requirement of living it is. So much to share, so little time. If you want to stay up to date with what's going on after you press the subscribe button, I am asking you to... <laughs> I am asking you to subscribe, leave a review, tag us in a social media post of an episode that really has helped change your life. And I don't want to hold it off any longer. I want to introduce you to my, my, my personal business coach. I see her as a friend, but I am so honored um, to introduce her to the Grief Crusaders community. Who is this episode for? This episode is for an individual who feel as if they have a much greater calling on their life, right? Tired of working hard with a little sh to show for it. Maybe you're an individual that is sacrificing your health and your relationship to build a career. I want you to tune into this episode because as I introduce my personal business coach, she's a professional finance expert, America's money maven turned into holistic lifestyle innovator, award-winning author. Patrice Washington has used her platform, the Redefining Grief podcast to teach millions, millions that wealth is so much more than money and materialistic things. I'm one of those individuals that she has taught that to. Now she's writing the template to make it plain and remove the mystery surrounding wealth so that it's free to you to create a wealthy life your way. I am doing that. I am doing that. She's sharing so many stories, principles, practical examples based on her six pillars of wealth. She guides you step by step through the process to create a life of peace, purpose, and prosperity. Let's welcome Mrs. Patrice Washington. Welcome, Mrs. Patrice Washington. Welcome to the Redefining Grief podcast. This is the woman who has really changed my life and I'm going to try to make it through it. But I've talked about you so long, and I finally get to introduce you to my community, the Grief Crusaders. And I remember when I interviewed Gerald, Mr. Washington himself, last June, I told him, I don't think I can have you on the podcast because I will not make it through an episode. 
<laughs> you know, this is the woman that has literally snatched my edges. You Your have... edges look full to me. I, I know, I know, good. but you know, they're growing back now. <laughs> <laughs> you have literally held all my fears, all my frustrations, and you kept reminding me, keep the faith. I have gone through all the pillars. I am now at the fit pillar. Mm. I'm signing up for boot camp, which starts March 1st. I am committed to the next 90 days to changing this body, eating better. I really have gone through all the pillars, but I started with faith. Yeah. And ma'am, you are, you're the reason God sent you. I really do believe God really wanted us together. I do too. I do too. You are a coach's dream. Like you're a coach's dream just to, to know that your work is not in vain. Right. And even in the midst of a pause, cause you know, even if you're operating in purpose, there are still seasons that require mm -hmm. us to pause, to be still, mm -hmm. to take a step back. And I remember when you were super energizer bunny and I was like, ma'am, just be still. <laughs> to the point where we had to nickname you Geraldine because you reminded me of my husband, Gerald. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't take two people like this. Anymore, right? But you're a dream because even in the midst of like the pause, you never like gave up on the vision, right? Like, and, and I think for the work that I do with redefining wealth, like being around someone who understands that I can take a step back and focus on my faith. I can take a step back and focus on the people in my life that matters. I can take a step back and focus on my own mental and physical health and whatever is for me will be for me, but I'll be in a better place to receive it and hold it. Like at the core of what I do, that's what I want the women I serve to understand. Mm. And that's why I say we chase purpose, not money. And even chasing, it's pursued, but we really are attracting yeah. like so much, but it's from this idea of like, if I stay focused on purpose, not passion, because mm -hmm. you know, I say passion in a minute, passion is about what energizes you. Purpose is about how you really serve others, right? Yes, it's bigger yes. than us. But if that is our ultimate desire, um, then I really do believe that the money, the influence, the prestige, the notoriety, whatever it else, you know, your heart may desire. I don't think it's anything wrong with those things, but first, what were you created to do? What were you born to do? What are you called to do? You know, with that little dash as you, as you talk, taught us uh, at the retreat and talked to us about like from the time you're born to the time you, you know, take your, your last breath, like, what are you really called to do with that time? It can't be just amass mm -mm. money and buy stuff. No. Nah. If that's all it is, man, you might as well be like, Lord, take me today. <laughs> like, like, what am I, why am I here? Like, why, why am I here? here? At the end of your life, you want to know, well done, my good and faithful servant. You want to know, you know what? You rose to the occasion. You paused when you needed to. You took a step back when you needed to. You knew one to be still because obedience is not just about being in action all the time. Sometimes obedience is about sitting down and allowing God to move other things around and other people around and, you know, make all these other things happen that you may not even be aware of, but he needs you to just go rest, be prepared, get ready because when it's go time, it's go time, it right? Is. But that, like, that's what it's about. And so, um, 
you're like my forever client. When did I meet you? I feel like <laughs> you're going strong. But like, you, know, you know I'm bad with dates. I don't even know. Jameson can tell three, I'll say three years. Three years. Three years. 2018. Yes. Yeah. From one-on-one to yes. the mastermind to mm-hmm. purpose to platform. And now I just get to watch you out there doing your thing. And it's actually, it's a complete honor. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, coach. Don't make me cry. Thank you. Like, I think people don't really understand that thing about being still. Like when I was done with P2P, I think in June or July, I remember graduating the program starting on my own. And it was just so much to take in. Like when you, I believe in saying healthy goodbyes, right? I said that goodbye. So many things were happening. My mom, um, I almost lost my mom that year. And I was just like, I am not going to be able to serve right now. And I remember God just okaying me to be still, be still. I'm talking about, I was, People are, were like, where's the podcast? Where you at? Why are you not showing up on social media? I said, I'm resting. I'm charging up. And I will never forget when the whisper said, you're ready. Mm. I'm like, okay. And from, it's literally, when I said I was ready, Patrice, opportunity, I have not had time to pitch because I don't, I can't keep up with the request. Hardeen, but what did I used to tell you guys? Do you remember? I used to tell you all the time when people say to me, well, how did you get this? And how did, I'm like, if you guys think this is about mastering pitching, yeah, you got it all wrong. To this day, I don't pitch. I didn't pitch to be on Good Morning America. I don't pitch to be on CNBC. I didn't pitch to be on Access Hollywood. I don't pitch any of this stuff, literally. I'm sit, I will sit here minding my business. <laughs> and yesterday I got a text from, you know, a producer for a national television show. And it's to the point where I realized that at a certain point, as your purpose starts to evolve, every opportunity that comes is not for you. Mm. And now it's at a space where I realized that my purpose is evolving a bit more and I don't feel even connected to having to wear the title of America's Money Maven. That's not who I am anymore. And there's a part of me, because you taught me that you can grieve outside of just someone passing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in a season right now, honestly, of grieving who I used to be known for mm-hmm. because I've been untying it for years. But now I'm just at a point where I don't need to straddle the fence. You know, you're like, well, who are you? Patrice Washington. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't have that title because I feel like God has evolved the call for me to you. You've been in my space. Yes. You yes. know that it's not just business. No, that it's not just talking about money. Yes. Like we are so much deeper than that. And how do you just try to put like this perfect little moniker on that? And so now Three weeks, like for the last three weeks, I've gotten national television opportunities and I've given them away to other black women in particular in the money space, because if it's not me, I at least want to make sure that they fill the hole mm-hmm. with a woman of color who's just as good and probably better in some of the areas I just happen to have been more known for a lot for a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, but I've been I've been telling my husband, I've been telling Gerald, like, man. 
it's weird because I'm also, as you know, I'm releasing a new book. I have yes. a new book coming out this yes. year. Herdina, I have done nothing to pitch that book. What? Nothing. Nothing. I've done nothing to pitch the book. And it's one thing when the obedience is calling you to be still and it's behind the scenes. Mm. And you kind of fall off the grid or it's before you're kind of out there. Literally, God was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need you. And, and I'm at that place where I feel like I'm sitting on my hands because I'm like, God, I know that this book is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know I poured my heart into it. I know that you told me to release it and then move the date that I wanted to my birthday, March yes. 15th, right? March 15th. I'm like, on my 40th birthday, Lord, you trying to, you trying to embarrass me? Like, what are we doing? My last book, in 2016, before Redefining Wealth, before all, before any programs, before all of you guys, I had already sold at this point 10 times the numbers of books in 2016. And I know for a fact that I have a more engaged audience. Mm-hmm. I have a deeper connection with my audience than I ever did back then. And I know that my audience is comprised of people who prayed for me right? Who were searching for someone like me or something like what I offer. Whereas mm-hmm. when I was on the Steve Harvey show back then, people stumbled upon me. Yeah. But these ladies, when I think about women like you, like I can name so many of you guys where you're mm-hmm. like, I had just prayed or I was asking God or I was, I was journaling, I was writing, I was walking, I was thinking, I was scrolling and and something about you jumped off the podcast cover or I saw this <laughs> like all these stories. And I'm like, I know that it was all divine and I know that I'm exactly where I need to be. So I'm like, but God, why would you tell me a book? I usually have a publicist six months before. I've usually done 150 interviews before the day comes, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the things. I had all these things planned. And her dean, when I would get still, and as you say, listen for my whisper, I would be in my prayer room and I would feel the Holy Spirit say, no, that's not for you. And I'm like, but God, my friend is launching a book and I see it, look at that, it's working for her. But I, I saw it on Instagram or I would have a vision mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I know we could do this, we could do that. And I email the team and they're pulling things together and pulling people and getting me quotes and all this stuff. And then just as surely, because those were me, mm-hmm. I had the idea. Yeah. But then when I sit, be like, that's not for you. I'm like, but what? Honey, any of my clients launch books, I got all the ideas now because I don't come with every idea. <laughs> <laughs> and not one of them was for me. And yet I know to wait with expectancy. Yeah. But I also realize that I'm that I'm in a grieving process as we speak, mm-hmm. because this doesn't look like anything that I've seen before for me personally, mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrice, I say this all the time to myself, to my clients, and to anybody that would listen. In order for us to get to a place where we are actively healing. Mm-hmm. We have to commit to being uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And so as you're being in this season where you're uncomfortable, what would you say your truth is? You know, that truth anchor represents liberating the soul. Mm -hmm. What would you say your truth is about this journey for you? I would say in this moment, my truth is, I believe that I'm learning to truly detach from what the world would see as quote unquote success. Like the truth is, I don't believe all the things are required. And at the heart of who God is calling me to be is to teach the women that I serve that this journey doesn't have to have all this stress, struggle and strife mm. that we like to subscribe ourselves to in mm. the name of seeking success that if we are truly in alignment, there are so many things that will be attracted, but the hard part for me, and I think for many of us, is being still enough to receive because we have been so accustomed to doing. Yes. And I was talking to my girlfriend, Sherry Riley, about this yesterday. And I was like, Sherry, I feel crazy. I was like, I feel like a crazy person because I teach people how to strategize and launch their stuff all day. And I said, this is the thing. I'm not stuck. Mm. It's not a matter of like, oh, I don't know what to do. Which way should mm -hmm. I go? I'm not stuck. What I really feel like is the Lord is trying to teach me how to be still. Mm -hmm. And not like, oh, I'm going on vacation. Even my little vacation was interrupted, Lord. I know. <laughs> Thank God you it came back all right. <laughs> Thank goodness we came back all right. But like every like I don't I don't know my truth right now is do you still feel like you're operating in purpose if it doesn't come with all the pomp and circumstance if it doesn't have all the thrills and frills that you think it needs to have or that you have had in the past if I told you to write this book and you only sold 2,000 copies of a book would you be content and trust that I know what's best for you? And I'm in a place of like, I'm still fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm not fighting as much as I was. My, I'm getting weak in my fight. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly losing. Mm -hmm. um, but would you, still, would you still trust me? And I think that's a part of my truth right now. Like, I'm learning how to be still on a new level. Like I could tell you when I met you in 2018, I was like, girl, <laughs> chill out, be calm, mm -hmm. be stiff, yeah. right? But I think that as purpose evolves, all of these things evolve because just because you've learned how to surrender something on one level doesn't mean you've learned how to surrender in other areas of your life or, or you'll be called to do it in a new way that doesn't, that just is not, familiar or comfortable. And I, and I believe that's where I am. And, and I'm learning to, there's an episode I did about I'm waiting with expectancy. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new level of that for me. Mm -hmm. It's a new mm -hmm. level. Yeah. And, um, you know, here I am. Here you are. Here I am. I'm still, <laughs> here. I'm still standing. I'm still serving, you know, but it's, it's, it's definitely, had you asked me a year ago, 
I would have told you that this particular time would be overbooked and so packed and oh, I'm going to be doing all the things and girl, and I've been like, I still have things. Yes. It's not for that reason. And so, yeah, it's an interesting time. Interesting time. But I oftentimes, I strongly believe that time is of the essence, right? But that essence is so much better when it's not an illusion of faith. That's good. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we think we're acting in faith, Mm -hmm. but we're really doing all the work. And what I'm learning in this season is sometimes faith requires you to sit down. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Faith, obedience, trust, all those things require, we think those things are about rushing to action. Mm -hmm. And last year, my word was obedience. My Mm -hmm. word for the year was obedience. And one of, you know, my signature programs now, Command the Stage, came out of, I literally got out the shower and felt like I had that download and I was like, move. Mm -hmm. And last year, I did an episode about this. It was what would my life look like if every time God told me to do something, I did it and I didn't question. Yeah. And last year we tripled in gross revenue. Every time I was told it, the way that I stopped doing certain things in the business, the way that I started doing certain things, the, the stuff that I launched, the things that I didn't do, the things I said yes to literally nothing but God. It was an act of obedience. But I think what God is showing me to what I said earlier is there's a flip side because what would I do, right? If God told me to move and I did it without questioning, right? Showed me what was possible last year. And even though I didn't choose obedience as my word for this year, I felt like my word was contentment, but God is funny because these are two sides. (laughs) Now it's, what would you do if you didn't question when God tells you to be still? Mm. What would that look like? Listen. And, it's a, and my work for this year was contentment, which uh-huh. I started to sow like in October. It just mm-hmm. coming and coming. And so obedience and being still and contentment are like the same thing. And I'm like, Lord, why would you tell me to launch a whole book in a year that you told me to be content and you're you're pushing me to be still? This don't make sense, but nothing. nothing. I, feel, I feel like it's completely illogical, but if I watched what God did last year, mm. who am I to fight this year? What's the, cause God hasn't changed. No, God hasn't changed. No. Is, am I going to be obedient? And these themes that we give the years, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Like what's yeah. the theme for the year has been something I've carried for man a long time. I've been doing this probably almost two decades. And what, what I was praying about the other day and what God was showing me is, that thing for the year is to build that muscle. You don't ditch it on December 31st. So you don't go, okay, well, it's 2021 now. Let me ditch obedience. Uh, uh, uh. Let me ditch surrendering my work from a couple of years ago. <laughs> Let me ditch simplicity and now I'm going to be complicated. No, all of these words are like, you know, it's like a, almost a pyramid, I guess, of some yeah. kind. Like it's a, they're building blocks. And I feel like just like fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, may not be exactly the same as that, depending on what you're feeling led to do, but there's something to it. There's a, there's like a puzzle being created and we're only going to see this beautiful picture when it's all put together, but every phase of our lives just requires us to grow yes. in one area or another. And it's funny, but we talk about things in hindsight, like how awesome that was. But last year too, I was being obedient, but I was like, God, are you sure? Cause this, I've never done this. Are you, did I? Then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ask three times. Maybe I'm getting better now. <laughs> go ask half of one time, like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's man, what a journey. So I'm looking forward to this year. I have no, I have no attachment to anything in particular. I'm just like, and you've talked You've mm-hmm. taught me that, not having that attachment. And so I'm just showing up for the one um, where there are many yeah. and not being attached to the outcome. And when I tell you my word this year is consistency. Oh, yeah. Consistently showing up. And I'm only committed to this day that I have right now. You know, I'm big. I'm not, I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I live with anxiety. I know what that feels like. You're always pondering about the future. Mm -hmm. And what about if you change something in the past, but never fully present? Mm -hmm. If there's someone that has taught me how to be present in life, that has been my husband. I just don't know how he do it. He just lays his head on the pillow and he's gone in like two seconds. You know, sometimes I just want to wake him up just for the hell of it. Get up (laughs) and stay up with me. When, when we lost everything in that recession, I remember that was my biggest gripe with Gerald. I'm like, the audacity of you to be well-rested. It's like, okay, not being well-rested is definitely not going to help the situation. But I'd be like, how is he asleep? And I'm up here pacing and up, tossing and turning. And I remember I used to turn hard. Yes. Yes. He, he would just snuggle up. More. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I don't know how they do it, but man, it was really like looking at him. I'm like, I want that kind of sleep. Yeah. Baby, baby, what you doing? He's worried for the day. You know, he never in a rush for anything. You know, we have the nickname for him molasses. (laughs) Cause he just, (laughs) that's my friend. Yes. That's my molasses. He's your girl, and then you would call and tell on him. Then Geraldine would call and say, tell molasses. <laughs> yes, guys. Thank you, thank you. So, Coach, what I'm finding out is that when I listen to people talk about purpose, right? Mm-hmm. They are trying to get to purpose, but they're skipping the healing process. Mm-hmm. To those grief crusaders who are listening right now and they're dealing with their heartbreak, whether it's a divorce, whether it's financial loss, whether it's moving, whether it's pet loss, whether it's career loss, whether it's the loss of the normalcy before pre-COVID, that the whole, you're grieving a whole thing, whether it's grieving about you're not able to um, really travel right now, I want to say to you, what do you say to the grief crusader community that is trying to skip? I strongly believe that before you get to purpose, you do need to have a ceiling of a season of healing. I agree, or it won't be sustainable. 
So that's one of the reasons why at Redefining Wealth, as you know, Fit Pillar is the first. And I talk about this all the time. I don't care how brilliant you are. I don't care how many podcasts you listen to or how many books you read or, you know, courses you take or programs you enroll in or conferences you attend. At the end of the day, if you don't work to heal, whatever the grief is, whatever trauma you've experienced, like there's no separating that. There's no, even when people come into Purpose to Platform now, you know that I tell everyone that they should probably be in therapy simultaneously. Because mm. I can teach you all the things that I have learned about messaging, about having your own method, about master, like market. I can teach you all of that. And if there is something else, if there's another conversation under the surface that is running you know, your thoughts, that's running your behaviors, your actions, you're going to keep jumping from thing to thing to thing, thinking that some coach failed you, thinking that the book was whack, thinking that the podcast sucks, this person, this, that person, that, not realizing that really there might be an eight-year-old version of you who was under there running the show who never got a chance to heal. There might be a 30-year-old version of you who had that divorce or the 19-year-old version of you who had that abortion that you never healed from or any number of things, right, are really still running the show. And if we don't work to deal with those things, they're going to deal with us every time in every way. And what we like to do in this society is think that education will outrun healing. Come on now. We, yeah, we think that certifications and licenses are going to be the thing that can just, you can bury more of your childhood trauma on top of that. And like, well, that's not a thing for me. It's definitely a thing. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care what your GPA was. I don't care what position you hold at your organization. If there are things that are lingering unresolved, right? There's no active healing going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. They are going to deal with you. And I'd rather be proactive in dealing with them than reactive. And in my own life, I know this and I hold to this true. I hold this to be true. People hear my bio sometimes and they know that when I was 25, by by 25, my business was a seven-figure business. This is when I was a real estate and mortgage brokerage. But they don't always connect the story that I tell about how I grew up feeling really ugly. And I grew up feeling really like unloved, unworthy, like I'm too dark, I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm, you know, not not the pretty one, not this in my family. And then going to school, being teased, all the things, and just always like, always thinking that I needed to earn love. So I became addicted to achievement. And so while I'm very grateful, right, in hindsight that I was able to get a real estate license at 19 and become a broker at 21 and all Mm -hmm. these things, and they sound great on paper, but they were not done from a place of just being purpose-driven. I was trying to earn my family's love. I was trying to earn affection. I didn't feel like the pretty one, so I had to hold on to the smart one, right? I didn't feel like the one that just could be lovable just because. So I had to hold on to, but I'm the team captain, but I'm the president of so-and-so because that's literally all I thought I was good for. Mm. And it wasn't until I started therapy at 22 
and started to work through those things. Yes, I had the license at 19. Yes, I got brokered at 21 years old. But when my when my my business really started to t- take off, there was also a lot of unlearning, undoing, a lot of healing, a lot of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so while you might be like, well, how did she market her business? Yes, I was out marketing the business, but I was doing things that other people in my space did. Mm-hmm. How was I 24, 25 years old bringing in over a million dollars a year in gross revenue? Because I was also in therapy. I was doing my work. I was doing my work. So I could have the same skill set, but I didn't show up confidently until I start feeling differently about myself and learning to forgive people in my family who would never say I'm sorry to this day. Mm. I had to do that work for me, not because they were going to do something for me. And so even now, when I talk about last year, oh, I made sure during the pandemic, honey, I was in therapy constantly. I have my week. If there was, they were like, well, you can't come in. That's fine. We can Zoom. We can FaceTime. What does HIPAA allow? (laughs) (laughs) What does HIPAA allow, right? Mm -hmm. Because I knew for me to stay in a good place and be in a position to serve my ladies in P2P, because mm-hmm. you remember from the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, listen, we're not going for this. I don't care what they telling y'all out there. Oh, we just don't. Purpose is not postponed. Yes. We're going to still figure out how to transition and do what we need to do in this climate because there's no guarantee that this is going to be a 30-day thing. If anybody is here telling you, well, no, so-and-so on Instagram said, listen, But for me to show up that way and help so many of you guys, Mm -hmm. I had to make sure that I stayed in therapy and that I was dealing with anything that came up for me. Even my own grief of not traveling. I love to be on the stage. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it at the the pace and speed that I wanted. I didn't want to be on the road as much as I had been in the years previously, but for it to be cut cold turkey, that was a big part of what what energized me Mm -hmm. was being on stage and Mm -hmm. meeting people after and hugging people in real life and all that I was grieving that too but I couldn't allow like I had to deal with the grief right of that so that I could still serve and do what I was what I was hearing I needed to do there'd be no way to do that so if anyone is trying to pursue purpose and you want to cut out I don't want to do it don't take all that okay you may get there, but you won't sustain it. So true. So true. So true. And I think what people are trying to do is they're trying to, they think that once they get the money, the joy and the happiness and everything else will come. It's an illusion. It's really an illusion. Let me tell you, I know some of your faves. You know, I'll never throw names out there. Yes. I know some of your faves, millions of followers, millions of dollars, and some of the most miserable people I have ever met in my life. And just because people are gifted enough to jump on something and throw on a smile or make you laugh or (laughs) shuck and jive or do whatever it is they do, that doesn't make them whole. It doesn't make them healthy. It doesn't mean that they are really in a good space. And at the end of the day, there's no price you can put on peace. Mm-hmm. Maybe I value peace. You know, yeah. yes, I have. I, 
I value peace above all. Now I like money. Mm-hmm. I like nice things. Mm-hmm. I like nice cars. I like all the things. I have them. They don't have me. Come on now. I have That's that. Right. They don't have me. I don't make decisions about how I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to offer a client based on what bill do I have to pay today? I know people who do that. They change, they don't act, they don't promote their prices because they change the price based on what they got going on. So you might buy it for one price, but somebody else is going to buy it for another price. Like, even that to me is like, are you kidding me? Are you even kidding me (laughs) right now? Right? Because they're living their life from this, this, this place and space of chasing money and desperation and right but they have it all on the gram why would you need to do something like that if you because on the gram you said you had all the things and you showed us all your stuff and you you was on the jet we didn't see the jet take off but that's fine you was on the jet (laughs) you was doing all the stuff oh my god i'm dying but but you know what this is how I behave on coaching calls, just so you guys know. I, I know, but but you know what, Patrice? And people get so lost in the sauce of what they see on the gram. And because they're not silent enough, they cannot see the integrity or the whisper oh. in that individual. I don't think we would have ever connected if I saw the flashy part of your life on the gram because that does not attract me mm-hmm. but to be honest it doesn't do anything for me mm-hmm. I've had people tell me oh you know like when I would travel when I was speaking um in most places I was always get a suite and if Gerald it like that was what they was in my writer right mm-hmm. and when Gerald was traveling um back then he would get the presidential suite or something like it everywhere we went you Reagan has stayed in no shortage of presidential two-story suite the this that massages in the room she's seen it all I've never posted those things on Instagram I've never talked about them on Instagram if you know me intimately then you just know right Mm -hmm. like you just know that's what it is but I've never done that because I've never wanted people to confuse that with purpose Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I feel I was called to do because I have people to serve. If the only reason you would be attracted to me is because you saw what type of suite I was sleeping in, whether it's the suite in a hotel or my bedroom here, I'm going to bed. Why are you worried about where I'm going to bed? Worry about where you going to bed, right? If like that has never, right? And I've had people say, well, you would attract way more people. Um, you know, if you showed more of those things, but attract what type of people? I want people who authentically want to pursue purpose. Yeah. I want people who authentically just want to transform lives. I want to help you get to the money when I know your heart is right. Yeah. Even if you come through P2P and I don't believe your heart is right, you probably won't really connect with me like that. You'll go through and you'll learn a lot and you can still have great success but you and I may or may not really build any type of relationship. And that's no shade to you, Mm -hmm. but that like, that's, that's, 
more who is truly in alignment, like who really connects with me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot of clients I probably missed. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's okay. Well, you got me. I got her Dean Mercier. Yes, you got me. <laughs> and I will never forget the day I went into your DM. And this was way before you announced anything. So I knew God sent me. I knew God sent me. And I'm so grateful that he did. Because I am at a place where, where I talk about restoration with my career grief. Mm-hmm. I had the husband, had the kid, kids. I had the house, the cars, we had our struggle, but Lord, did I wrestle with my creator about my purpose Mm -hmm. because the seven-year-old girl knew in me that death is real and I need to get my purpose before that time comes and live this quality of life that he has planned for me. And so I am so honored that he sent me to your DMs. He allowed me to harass you and you were so obedient. You can, we, can we just tell the people that <laughs> I would not even have any group coaching programs at of any kind if it were not for her Dean? Mm. Like if it were not for you. So, I mean, that's why I said in the beginning, you know, you, you may feel like God knew that you needed me, but I needed you too. Like I needed you. I needed, I needed a Geraldine. <laughs> Everywhere I saw her, Dean, if I saw her, if I talked to her, no matter what, she was like, coach, will we um doing a thing? Will we, where's the program? Where's my ladies? Where's my people? Where's the rest? You always say, oh, all my clients, where are they? Like bring them together. And that was the best thing that could have happened for me because God would know you know, as time, as things have gone on and things have transitioned, her Dean, think about it. If I was still only committed to doing um, speaking and if all my business was based on me being out and doing this and doing that, COVID, I had already gotten the practice of, of doing the group programs because her Dean was like, we need a group. And I was like, girl, where is the, oh Jesus, I didn't even put the, a group together for this one lady, Lord one lady and then she tried to back out the group y'all just about to say that at the end of it all I almost chickened out I caught I was like but see this is why um the community the people pillar is so important because she could have just like bumped this crazy lady I got 13 more other women that I can work with but literally you got on the phone with me and you made time for me I was just like fear took over me it the fear of oh god I'm investing in myself which I really don't do often I'm I'm a giver I love to give and shower others but I'm in the season of giving and showering myself and I'm loving it okay (laughs) and I just was like can I really take from my family I felt like I was taken from my family Mm. and I got on the phone with you and you were like what do you have to lose Jameson had already said yes. Mm-hmm. It was really all up to me. And I was afraid that I would fail. And yeah. I didn't. Not, did you didn't. <laughs> not only did you not, I mean, you excelled and you were such an example. 
to so many women who have come through P2P. And, and even after you graduated, there's still people who call your name on, on some of my current calls. I'm like, you know her dean? How you know her dean? You gonna see her dean in the alumni group. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. But you, you, you have no idea um, the impact that you've made on all of the women, many of the women, well, really all of them, because there would have been none of these programs. There would, you know, Mastery Momentum led to Purpose to Platform, which led mm -hmm. to being on the stage. And now we've had hundreds of women and none of that had you not. And I, that was before my work was obedience. That was in a, when I was definitely in a disobedient state. Mm -hmm. And God just kept sending you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm grateful. My family is grateful. Thank you. And the families of so many women all over the world of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different sexual orientations, different everything. There are women all over the world who are walking out their purpose with so much more clarity, right? And so much bolder. And they're so much more fulfilled because one person was like, where are my people coach? <laughs> and I, I, I want to thank you on behalf of all of us, we wouldn't be here. Even the coaches, like everybody, we wouldn't be here. And I'm grateful for you. And I'm so, so, so incredibly proud. Thank you. you. You're so welcome. It was my honor to be a bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> it was my Bug honor. To purpose. You need a course. <laughs> Bug with purpose. You know, I know the formula <laughs> and I can spit yeah. it out because I was taught by the best. There's yeah. not a place, there's not an interview I probably have not done. Your name does not come out my mouth because it's a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I call you my business, Harriet Tubman. You know, I love you with all my heart. We made it through this interview with our boohoo crying. We're going to make it to the end. Yes, I embrace tears, but I really, y'all don't want me to get into the ugly cry about Mrs. Patrice Washington. Okay. And now before I let you go, I have my pow questions. There are pearls of wisdom. Mm. How pow. How so pow. The, the very first one, if you had, if today was your last day mm. and you had five words or less, what would they be? Hmm. Keep defining wealth for yourself. Mm. Every day. You get to you get to think about what it looks like for you. Do not be sucked in by what other people think. That's not your business. What is God telling you it is for you? Mm. Mm. That's good. The second question that I have for you is, what have you learned about yourself since redefining the grief in your life? Mm, what have I learned about myself since redefining the grief in my life? That there was nothing wrong with me to begin with. Mm. So much of what I've worked to fight through was made up in the first place. I spent a lot of years fighting um, imposter syndrome and, you know, these different standards of beauty and am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I, and there was nothing wrong with me to begin with. 
Like when I finally just could look at myself through my own lens, not a lens that had been colored or corrupted by other people's stuff. I'm like, girl, you actually all right. Look at you. You actually all right. <laughs> you is somebody. You is smart. You is kind. You is intelligent. Like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. What, like, what you always working through? <laughs> like, everything I always worked through was like, oh, so that thing was not really a thing to begin with? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. And my last question for you. You know I love to sing, and I swear I sound like Whitney Houston. I'm not going to debate you on this. <laughs> be great. It's her podcast. Now, she ain't coming to redefine and love singing. I'm going to tell you right now. Go ahead. So I will say to you, what is that song that gets you through? Oh, the song that gets me through? Donnie McClurkin, Speak to My Heart. Mm. Do you know that song? Yes, I do. Speak to my heart. Oh, I shouldn't. I didn't. (laughs) I'm gonna state the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what to do. Do. I won't go alone. I'll never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide. Let your word abide. Speak to my heart, Lord. That song has been the get me through since I was crying in my car in a parking lot in 2004, trying to figure out if I was gonna fire or separate myself from my business partner right before my husband became my business partner. Mm. And that song carried me through from then to my child dying in 2006, my first child, to being on bed rest with Reagan for 10 weeks in 2007, through getting married and wanting to get divorced or like in different seasons. Let's keep it real, okay? Um, that literally is, that's the thing. That's the song that's gotten me through because it just reminds me um, to be still and let God speak to me. And and it's the reason I don't run to tell everybody everything because I don't want it to be filtered through their lens. I want it to, I want it to come straight from the source. Yeah. So good. Thank you. Thank you. You're so good. (laughs) Thank you. We survived the very first episode of this series, Wise Women Release. Thank you so much for being a wise woman that has decided to release so that she can get to a place from grief to purpose. I love you with all my heart. And you know my kids' kids would know who you are. Mm. I love you. I adore you. And thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Wow, that was so beautiful. I am so honored. Mrs. Patrice Washington said yes to be a guest on the Redefining Grief podcast. You all, there would be no Herdeen Mercier if it wasn't for her and helping push me through my fears and helping me to really identify that gift, that passion. The reason why I get on the grief mic so passionately is because of her. Thank you, Mrs. Patrice Washington. I love and adore you. 
I am just so honored God saw fit that we connect together and now we're helping individuals to find their purpose in creative ways like never before. You all, I will be putting all of the information of how you can connect with my amazing coach, Mrs. Patrice Washington, in our show notes. You want to check her out. I'm telling you, she is life changing. I also want to say if any of the episode resonated with you, tag us on social media and just let us know. It was really an honor that we can get on the grief mic together and really talk about the importance of being that wise woman that release so that she can get to purpose. Don't forget to subscribe. And guess what? <laughs> we are now going to be playing our theme song. So don't just say goodbye. Listen to our new theme song. I know you'll love it. And I pray it resonates with you and remind you, redefine the grief in your life so that you can get to purpose and you don't have to do it alone. Bye-bye. You don't you be discouraged you you will overcome this you are stronger than you think hold your head up high i'll be your guide there is strength and courage in your story. There is healing for the broken. There is restoration too. There is safety and I'll be the one to guide you. I'm redefining grief, yeah. I'm redefining grief. I'm redefining grief.